on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And this, this episode right here is pretty touching, man, because I got my guy, Jante Sherrod, up here. The reason why he's from Tarburn, North Carolina, 252 probably one of the best basketball players I've seen in my time. I know it's other people that say they're, they're better or, or good, but the situation's a little different. Seeing him grow up, I'm a little bit older than him, but like seeing and like watching him over his years of growth in the basketball world at a young age to actually go to a D1 college and play overseas was pretty cool. Although I used to beat him up all the time and beat him, so it was like, <laughs> like, like. <laughs> But he's actually was where he was at and his purpose was he was really uh, a gym rat at the time. So but now he's actually has his clothing line out, which is even pretty good and creative. So, Jante Sarai, man, although you know I used to beat you in basketball. How you doing today, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, I'm all right, man. Disregard what he's talking about. I'm all right, though. <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing all right. You know, I'm just trying to make it in this pandemic. And, and that's basically it, man. I'm trying to take it one day. One week, whatever, what at a time. I'm trying to go with, with the flow. Basically, that's it. My guy, oh, my guy. So, man, let's let's talk about your basketball career first before we get into your clothing line. Um, man, what where did basketball start? And like, what made you feel like basketball was it? I know you played some other sports at your younger age, but like, what, what took you to like, man, I gotta play basketball. I'm gonna stick to basketball. Uh, I mean, at a young age, basketball. You know, I just. I took a lot of sports, but basketball was just one, like, I just was good at, first of all, like, without any training, just naturally. And then when I made that decision that I'm just sticking to basketball, it was in ninth grade. Oh, <laughs> I was, man. I, I was playing all sports, football, baseball. But in the ninth grade, I, uh, I was, I'm, I'm playing football. I'm going to tell you this story. I'm playing football. <laughs> and, um, you know, football season is before basketball season. Correct, correct. I'm the quarterback at the time. <laughs> okay. So my coach says, do not hit the quarterback. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, don't hit the quarterback. Wayne, you and Wayne Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne specifically tells the defense, don't hit the quarterback. Yo, somebody hits me anyway. <laughs> oh, one of those. Oh, <laughs> I fall on my wrist. I fall on my wrist. I didn't I didn't go back out there that day. <laughs> so what you do? So what was what was it once you once he hit his wrist? What was it like? Man, I'm done. Did you tell them anything or like, did you do anything yes. or what? What, what, what yeah, was the question? So that I think that night I had made up my mind in practice for the rest of the practice that I'm done. Like I'm not playing <laughs> football because it's before basketball and I don't want to get hurt before basketball season. So I fell on my wrist. I hurt my wrist. So I, I really couldn't practice that much that, uh, the rest of the day. But that next day I called Wayne or I text Wayne and I told him that I won't be coming back. But I won't be playing football like this season at all. Like I'm focused on basketball, and I think that's my that that's where my work ethic came in because I didn't have that time 
too focused on football. I, everything right. was basketball related, everything, everything. So that's when I made that decision there in the ninth grade that, hey, basketball is my knack. And for me to get better in basketball, I got to work at it. I got another question for you. Like right before you went to high school, right? Mm -hmm. And I think at one time you was living in Connecticut. Did you learn something in Connecticut about basketball? Was the, the life of basketball different? Even though at a young age, like probably from the sixth to the eighth grade or – or yep. like maybe the fifth or the eighth. I can't even remember what year you went back to Connecticut, but like what did it teach you then? Um, I, mean, I went in the year of the Hurricane Floyd. So that I think I was in fifth to the eighth grade. So I was there for three years, four years. And basketball is different up, up north. Like I don't know if everybody knows it or not, but basketball is a little bit tougher up north coming up at a young age. When we get to college, it's a little different over here, but – yeah, that opened my eyes. That 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 right there, it it made me on it made me on go. Like it, it gave me this toughness, it gave me this cockiness about myself as well. Because when I came back to North Carolina, at that time I just felt like I was better than everybody. Not like not on I it showed on the court. Right, right, right. Like and I and I would I would play I would play with you guys. I wouldn't play with my age group. Too. Right, right, right. You I did. Back I was I was in the eighth grade and um <clears throat> I played that one year at, um, at Martin Middle, and I just felt like I was better than everybody. Just all because of the stuff that I had learned in Connecticut. Like, their, their outlet – like, we have AU now, but like their basketball outlets up north uh, were different back then anyway. Like, it was basketball, 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 tournaments. We traveling, doing all that type of stuff back then up north. But in the south, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all here. That was definitely the turning point into that. So, yeah. you know, you had four years and, like, rarely Tarver High started a freshman, rarely on the varsity level. In four years, you was a four-year starter. So, like, once you came in with Wayne, you was a starter of in the ninth grade. So, like, from the ninth grade to your senior year, how did you know that you was going to be able to play D1, even though – I mean, it, the the resume was on the. I mean, already on the paper. But what made you say, okay, four years, I'm gonna be this guy. I'm gonna go to ECU. I'm gonna be the next big thing at ECU at that time. And what helped you? Like, was it AU? Was it just the coaching at Top High? What was it? Um, AU definitely. AU definitely helped me and molded me. I didn't know at the time that it was preparing me, you know, for, like, the next level of basketball because I was seeing – you were seeing so many different type of athletes that I didn't see in my area that I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm amazed, like, oh, that guy's that good? I got to go back home and – I got to go back home and train. And I didn't start playing AU until I was, like, 15, 15, 16. So it's probably around my sophomore or junior year that I knew I got D1 talent. Like, I can go – and my coach – um, I had two coaches in high school. Wayne was my coach at my freshman year, and then um, Coach Jenkins was my coach the rest of the other three years. And Coach Jenkins just instilled that into me too. Like, you know, you're a D1 athlete. You're, you're a D1 kid. Like, he, he constantly said that all the time. And he was always the one opening the gym as well. So I got to definitely give credit to him because if it weren't for him, I don't think I would have – Became the player that I I, I had became anyway, at all. <laughs> so like now I'm gonna ask you the raw question. This is raw thoughts, people. I'm with my okay. guy Jetsay <laughs> So 
knowing you good, knowing you probably the best thing in that era for them four years, did it make you feel like you had a little swagger, like you could do what you wanted to do because I'm the man, I'm the best. You need me, I don't need you. Was it one of them type of mindsets? So like, look, you know, you're right. I need to get even better and like stay more focused. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, we gotta say, let the world know. We gotta let the world know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say yes, yes and no. Um, because I did feel like, hey, I'm, you know, starting as a freshman. Right. That's big. Like, you got I, it right. I played varsity all four years, and I started as a freshman. That's big. So I'm like, I had this cockiness and this this air about myself, but people don't know that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. On the basketball court, you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't walk <laughs> around like, yeah, like it's whatever. Like, no, I didn't do that. But, yeah. um, and then with, with with my coaches, Wayne's kind. Of, I'm a little faint. Wayne, Wayne treated everybody like you're running, <laughs> and everybody's running. <laughs> now, now, Coach Jenkins the same way. But I had a bond with like we we are like this. So I yeah. had like a, a bond, like a father figure bond with him. And I felt like I did get away with, you know, some stuff and, and, and other things, but it wasn't for the detriment of me. Right, I think right, it was right. for the better, right. for the better. Like he, he understood me as a kid and he understands me as an adult now. Like I feel like a, a lot of kids are just misread, misunderstood. And he took the time to understand me. He took the time to understand me psychologically. Like, he wanted to know what was going on. Why why, why did this happen? Like, he just did. Other people would just write you off. Right. And that's why that didn't happen in that situation at all. He just took the time. He was young at the time, too. So, he, I, I, I guess he understood. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, For real. let's go ahead and skip through high school, man. You, you get to ECU. How did you know you was going to ECU? What happened to get to ECU at that time? Uh, I wanted to go to state. <laughs> oh, you so, did? Yeah. So I wanted to go to state my whole time in high school. Like, I'm one. Hmm. I'm a state fan. I want to go to state. I want to go to state. And um, Herb Sendak got fired. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. Um, and uh, I was receiving letters from state, but Herb Sendak got fired. And they hired Sydney Lowe, and I didn't hear anything else back from state. But jumping to ECU thing, uh, we had went to like a jamboree at East Carolina, and we went to that jamboree and um, I performed well. I performed real good. They they offered me like right then and there on the spot. Hmm. Like they they offered me right then and there. Like they took me like a little tour and they were just talking to me and they just offered me right then like there on the spot. Like we want to offer you a scholarship, and I didn't I didn't know like I don't know what to say, what to do, or whatever you know. Right. That, that's how the ECU thing came about. Um, <sighs> it was close. Don't listen. To home. Don't listen. Uh, it was close to home, um, but when I got to college, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I just thought I, I knew I was good in my hometown, <laughs> and that hey, I'm the nicest in my hometown. And I, I thought going to college I was gonna be the nicest one there at the time too, but that that was not the case. <laughs> that was not the case at all. It was it was weird. It was a weird oh, yeah. situation. It was a weird situation to jump into, man. And then, uh, mm-hmm. cause I know in your situation, like 
you got recruited by somebody again, and the guy got fired. And now you had to come into a whole new situation. Did you think, like, do I need a transfer right now or what? Um, yeah, I thought so. I, I did. I, I thought about it. Um, it was just, you know, you know, you don't know. Like, you don't know you're going to a whole new situation now. Once my first coach gets fired, right. I went through three coaches at East Carolina. People don't know that. <laughs> Gee, talk um, about change of systems. Yeah, three different systems. I went through three different coaches. Um, And it was like one or twice, at least I know that I wanted to transfer. Like, my first two years, I wanted to get out of there mm. just because I wasn't playing like that as a freshman. I didn't play like that. I didn't play like that at all. And me thinking, I'm like, I'm good. So why I'm not playing? God. I, it, right. it, I it, it crushed your momentum. It crushed your spirit. You're mentally all that. Yeah. So, and then my, my coach, uh, I built the ball with my second coach there as well. We were really close. Real close, real close. Um, But he got fired as well. Y'all getting season, coaches fired, fired, man. Y'all getting them coaches fired left the right way. What's that? Y'all got to go. Y'all coaches got to go. Oh, stop. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, look, with, his, with him being fired, it was probably the best thing that happened in my career. Oh, man. Him being fired and let go was probably the best thing that happened to my career um, as a college athlete. Because like, you got Lebo right after that, right? Got Jeff Lebo. Carolina man, he's been in the Carolina system. Jeff Lebo was probably the most um he's probably the guy that has he played. He played at a D one level, like right, right. So it it was different coming 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 from him, but that's probably the best thing that happened in my, my, my career. He looked at me as a leader from day one. Um I I never forget it. When he came the first day he came in, we were all playing free play uh in the gym and um we lost – my team lost a game, and I kicked the ball in the stands. Oh, boy. No, you didn't, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so, how did, what did he take from that? Huh? What did he take from you kicking the ball in the stands? Man, <laughs> after the workout, after free play, he came down to me, he grabbed me, pulled me to the side, and he was like, uh, you know, I see that you're, you know, you're very passionate, so-and-so, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, he just told me not to kick any more balls into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. And that uh, he's seen, he's seen my game. Oh, man. My fault. He's seen my game. He's seen my game. And um, he thought that I could be, you know, the lead, like I can be the leader of that team. And that's what really happened. Man, that's, that's pretty cool. So now, outside of college, you did play a little pro. But yep. now I want to go and go to the story of this. Basketball all your life, doing basketball, playing basketball, being around something that you love so much. Now you have a clothing brand. Let's talk about it. What, what made you create this clothing brand and where did that come from? Uh, AuraClothing.com is where you can actually get my merchandise as well. Yeah. AuraClothing, A-U-R-A-K-L-O-T-H-I-N-G.com. But um, AuraClothing, I came up with the word. I didn't come up with the word Aura. That's number one. But I had been saying the word aura for since I was in college. Mm. Like, you know, everybody had the word swag. Right. I didn't call my swag swag. I called my swag aura. Oh. So I'm like, yeah, my aura different than yours. <clears throat> my aura different from your swag. And I just, I always wanted to start a clothing line. Always. I was so scared, though. I was really scared. Um, nice. 
and I'm not a, I'm a very confident guy. But I was Oh, but you weren't confident in this, but you very confident elsewhere. But this was the yeah. Ah. <laughs> I, I was scared, man, and um, it took me a, a long like years, like at least eight to ten years for me to like just I'm gonna just go ahead and do it. Yeah, and that's what happened. That's that's how I got into. I, I mean, I've always liked fashion. I like I like fashion. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, I like putting putting things together. I like being fly, you know what I'm saying? I like I like I like stuff like that, but it's a passion of mine. It's just it's just not like a little hobby or my little t-shirt business or something like that. Right, it's right. something that I really put a lot of time and effort into and I think that it shows. I in my in my in my merchandise, I think that it shows. So like when you get people, let's say for example, you get like 60 people randomly needing clothing, like is it a team or is it you by yourself or what like to get this stuff out immediately to the, to the people. And I know you, your, your, your clothing brand is national. So like how fast can you get it out? Or like, is it just you by yourself or tell the viewers? Well, um, it's not on the national level yet. I okay. Mean, okay. My bad people. My bad. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, at first I was actually sewing everything myself. Um, wow. I sew. I taught myself how to sew. I bought my sewing machine. I bought an embroidery machine. I saw. I taught myself how to do all of this. Hmm. And um, at first, that's what I was doing. I was taking orders through Facebook, one by one, and that's how I was just getting. I would make. I would sew everything with my machine, cut, sew, do everything myself, and it was just so time consuming. So it started picking up, and I would have twenty people in my inbox, and then forty, and sixty, and I couldn't. I couldn't customize and sew piece by piece anymore so i had to uh branch out and try to do something a little different so i could get the merchandise out quicker um or i can have a lot of merchandise on hand um it was it was a hard it, it was hard it was a transition i didn't i didn't understand the game the business anyway i still right now am, am learning like a lot just by and people don't know I'm, I'm learning a lot from other people i look at other people and i pick up certain things um Oh, he does that like that. Okay, that's cool. Let me put my spin on this and try to see if that works for me or, you know what I'm saying? Not their ideas, just their way of branding themselves and things like that. Uh, but trying to actually take a lot of orders at one time, at first it was hard. Right now it's going a lot smoother because I have a website and you can hit me up via Instagram and Facebook as well. That's pretty cool. So you were saying you were taking the orders, taking some advice <clears throat> from other people like the – um to see where you're going so like quality wise consistent like on time delivery like i know that's like like pretty so now that you're getting yeah. it but um i'm, I'm the mailman <laughs> like I, I i drive around i drop stuff off locally i go to ups um you i mean i'm sorry usps and drop stuff off in the mail to be sent off and and, and i don't think everybody sees the behind the scenes things that i'm doing um but it's very very time consuming and i'm I always find myself just running around and I, I'm thankful that the people were patient with me when I first started. Um, now I think things are a little better and I'm a little, I'm in a little better space because I'm learning and I've learned um, how to adapt and how to do certain things, uh, uh, a certain way to be the proper businessman that I, I want to be. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> do you have a team now? What's your most say like from your passion to being a, a great basketball player to like now being this 
the next um Prada <laughs> Gucci. Uh I don't even know all the styles. I, I'm not a I'm not familiar with all the styles, you know. I just wear what I wear, but I'm saying <laughs> that level, like Prada Gucci, uh is it Jose Cabana? I don't even know how to say the word. Jose Cabana. All right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so you know, you know. So like, when you first actually tried to start this, what did your mom say? And then like, how did that come? I was just curious. Mom, your mom or your wife, actually? My mom. My mom still looks at my business as a little t-shirt business. Oh snap! <laughs> yeah. So like, my mom still looks at my business. So my mom. In my garage is where I, I keep all my merchandise and my sewing machines and so forth. Right. Um, when, my, when my mom comes over, she just grabs stuff. She so so she don't she doesn't look that I have to do inventory on my website or and keep over inventory. She's just like, let me get this and give me this. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hold on, give me give, give me a second. Just let me know what you want. <laughs> And I, you know, I'll so get it together and we can go like that. But you just can't come in and grab stuff. Right, 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 right. So my mom, my mom, my mom, if y'all know my mom, my mom don't care at all. Like, <laughs> she, uh, I mean, I think she uh, she really likes my clothing business, though, for real. Um, and she's got me a lot of orders as well, like just people reaching out to her. Um, my wife, um, she helps. Uh, if she is behind the scenes. My wife, yeah. does not, she does not like attention. Oh, I already know that. Uh, and um, I understand. <laughs> She's a balancer, so I know what it is. <laughs> she keeps the balance. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't like attention. Um, we are, we're, we're kind of complete opposites when it comes to certain stuff like that. Uh, right. But she helps uh, organizing, inventory. She stays on top of me. Um, just work itself. Like she, she doesn't, she can't sew, but like I do some stuff, a vinyl. She's doing my vinyl. She's folding everything. We she's packaging everything. Yeah, she's a big help, and I think she likes my business. She tries to make me a better businessman, um, and we clash on that because <laughs> she's, so, she's so reserved. Like she's so right, reserved, right, right. and I'm not as as reserved. And I might need to scale it back a little bit, but I'm on gold. Like I'm on edge with everything. I like I'm always running, and moving. And she's not like that at all. She tried. She right. just tried to calm me and put me in a situation where I don't have to rush or do all this other stuff. Like, she hey, helped. look. She probably like, hey, look, relax. I, I don't let's, have let's start here. Let's go to this plan. Let's stay stay here and let's see what this yeah. plan works. Then go to that plan. Yes, that's how. That's that's exactly what she said. <laughs> that's exactly. I don't have like a. I don't have like a team per se. Like I have my 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 friends, my my brothers. That's those mothers, uh, and my sister. Uh, if if I say, hey, I need you to put this on because it's gonna, I, I need, I need a, I need people to see a visual of, of it on somebody. My friends and my sister are always there um, to put just just to even brand it, like just to put it on. I do photo shoots with, with them. I don't have to call anyone else to come help. Hey, I don't have to hire anyone. I just call them and they come. <laughs> I got two more things on this, and then we're gonna wrap it up for the, um, the Raw Mind Sports Show. Um, okay. Now, when you get real big, you gonna have to get a group. So, are you gonna get a group, or not? You gonna keep it like it is? Well, if you have a million people just saying, hey, "Look, man, I need that oral clothing right now," and you and it comes like directly, like, well, "What is Mister Shirai gonna do?" I gotta. I really want to sit down with somebody and um, 
see how they maneuver. I want to sit down with a bigger business and see how they maneuver because I want to learn tips and how to, how to do things. So I don't know at this point in time how I would actually, you know, if things, say if I get a thousand people right now, that's, I need that. And I don't have a thousand uh, 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 hoodies. I, I don't know, man. I, I would be in panic mode. I would really be in panic mode. I would have to hire <laughs> get a team in place that I know, hey, is going to work with me, work for me, and we can do everything. Not work for me because I want to do everything together, but and we, we just be on the same page, man. Like, I just, I, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do at all, man. I'll be in panic mode. Like, I'll be so stressed out. <laughs> right. I got you. I got you. So, what is something that you want to take or you want to tell viewers about your career or or clothing that you want, they need to know from you personally, from you. What would you say right now? Um, career, basketball career-wise, uh, I would just say, man, I've, I've particularly, I've done everything in basketball except go to the NBA. I went overseas for three years, and I think those those times made me the man that I am today, too, because I had trials and tribulations over there. I think that going overseas, I would tell a kid right now that going overseas is not a bad thing. I thought it was a bad thing at one point in time, but going overseas and making money to feed your family. And it's about longevity. It's about longevity, man. Keep your body healthy and with the right mindset. Um, uh, Clothing-wise, um, if you guys got any questions, like younger kids or pe people in general that want to start a clothing line, you got any questions, you, if you like anything that I do, I'm not hiding anything. You can come asking me, hey, how do you do this? I'm willing to help. However, you just reach out to me and, and, and just ask me the questions and I can help as, as, as much as I can. I'm not a hater or I try to help as much as I, I try to help as much as I can for sure. But that's it. There you have it, people. Raw thoughts from Jante Sherrod, <laughs> the owner of Aura Low. Yeah, in case people. You guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed it because there's a lot of raw thoughts in this show. You guys have a great day, great night, whatever time you listen to this. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, no problem, champ. All right. All right. <laughs>